Welcome back to the Round Guy, the podcast. I'm here with the Round Guy, and we're it's a Hawk and Cyclone talk show. How are we doing, Steve? So far, so good, but it's early. So I what are you was, doing good over there. I'm just I'm I'm all kinds of feeling good today. So talk talk to me about Hawks' big win last week. What a game that was! On the edge of your seat the entire time. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, Iowa rated third, Penn State rated fourth, and, and you knew it was going to be close, and it sure was. Could have gone either way, I think. And it was uh, – I think the key was when Penn State's starting quarterback uh, had to leave the game with an injury. You know, the kid that replaced him uh, settled down eventually. But in, initially, you know, he was uh, – it looked like he was pretty shook up and, and uh, not like he was – thinking he'd going to see any action in the game, and yet there he was. So uh, Iowa's defense played well. Uh, Penn State's defense wasn't bad. But, but uh, gosh, it could have gone either way. You know, uh, you're going to give the game ball uh, to the player that had the most impact uh, on that game. I say you give it to the fans. Iowa fans, I talked to some people uh, that were at the game. And a buddy of mine told me, he said he'd been there a lot of times, and that was the loudest he'd ever heard Kinnick Stadium. And I really think that you uh, you have to take that into account. Uh, Penn State, I think three times in a row, penalized for false starts because the uh, quarterback couldn't couldn't get the uh, verbiage out. He, you know, they couldn't hear him. The center and, couldn't and, hear the quarterback. Uh, I think it really helped Iowa close game i i sure hope they they can do that the rest of the way out so i i would give the game ball to the punter myself well that you have every right to do so yeah i mean you i give just it to the punter and 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 i i don't know that i can completely disagree with you well he put penn state uh deep into their uh their own territory several times he reminded and, me and uh, the special teams kids were able to uh put the ball down you know like uh, really deep into their own uh yardage there so i i guess i can't argue completely with you there it's not a bad observation he reminded me of reggie roby the late great reggie roby what a great player he was wasn't he oh he was uh, not just at iowa but uh several teams in the nfl had a great career Unfortunately, passed far too soon. Uh, it was just too bad we had to lose him back when when we did. All right. So uh, the Hawks have, uh, I believe, Purdue this this week. What do you? What's the what's the scuttlebutt on that? Well, here's what I'm fearful of. All right, they're six and zero now, and ranked second in the country. Now that ranking is kind of good news, bad news. And it's good news because uh, people are becoming more familiar with the program. It helps for recruiting and it uh, uh, gives the school some visibility that, uh, you know, incoming freshmen, that you know, they may choose uh, a school like that after they've checked them out. And uh, But that stems from you know, that higher ranking. Now, the downside of that is that every team they place, uh, they play rather, the rest of the way out, 
is going to be that much more hungry to knock them off. And so you're going to find teams that just really step it up and and gain more uh, passion because they want to be able to say they knocked Iowa out of their uh, second place ranking. And and uh, folks that are real familiar with Iowa, and I think this probably happens to probably uh, most colleges, if not all of them. You look over the schedule and you pick out the games you're confident your team is going to win. And while that usually happens, you know, there's always, Iowa has traditionally been uh, able to beat a, a lot of teams, but you can look back and see where Iowa has lost some games to teams they should have beat. And they've also turned that around and, and they've probably at times beaten teams they weren't expecting to beat. So that can happen to any team on any given Saturday. And it's uh, hopeful that, that Iowa can avoid that the rest of the way out. I think what have they got five, six games left? So uh, I wouldn't think they'd have any trouble uh, beating Purdue, uh, especially they're in Iowa city, but, but uh, as we've seen, Iowa will sometimes lose to teams that they should beat. And then they've uh, won games against uh, teams, you know, that, that they weren't favored to win. Okay. So it's a flip of the coin, I think. I just uh, uh, anxious to see the game and anxious uh, that Iowa can prevail and, and win the rest of the games, or at least most of them, and end up going to a real good uh, bowl game. What do you think? Well, they're going to a bowl game. There's no question about that. They are. I think they're an elite team, and I think their defense is uh, just probably the best Iowa's ever had. Well, that's, you know, I, I don't know that I would say that, but I, I certainly feel like they're close to being the best uh, defensive team, you know, uh, but what do you think about what I said as far as sometimes they lose games they should win and win games that, that they weren't favored? Yeah, I don't think that'll be this week, but I agree with you. Um, I just generally agree with you all the time. Well, that's probably a good way to do it, Dave. Hey, here's another element to last week's game, and that was it seemed like, and, and even the announcers kind of alluded to this, and uh, – uh, kind of poked fun at it, but it seemed like when Iowa's offense would have a big gain, uh, there was an injury to a Penn State player. So the officials would have to call a timeout, and and, and Penn State's training uh, uh, team would have to run out onto the field and help, you know, one of their uh, defensive players that uh, that was injured. So, and it, it appeared like that was happening in an effort to uh, slow up Iowa's momentum. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Did Iowa get five interceptions in that game? Uh, I think I think Iowa had four and, and uh, Penn State might have had one. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, interceptions, but but I'm, I'm suggesting that Penn State 
was trying to pull a fast one on uh, Iowa's offense by by somebody getting hurt out there. Did you notice that? I did notice. Uh, uh, I did notice that, and uh, I agree with you. Even it, I saw once where Kirk Ferris was talking to one of the officials uh, about that, or it appeared that they were talking about that. And and Ferentz had a, a kind of a smirk on his face, like, you know, he knew what they were doing, uh, but it didn't really matter to him. In fact, you know, I would be of the uh, uh, thought that, you know, that probably helped Iowa out. You know, I mean, it was Iowa didn't have to take a time out when that was happening. And it gave everybody a chance to kind of regroup and, and to uh, catch their breath a little bit. So I, if that was, in fact, Penn State's effort to uh, stop the momentum, I don't think it worked at all. Well, here's the last question on the Hawkeyes game. Uh, how big of a win was that in the pantheon of Hawkeye wins? Well, I think it's got to be, uh, you know, uh, for me, top ten. I. Uh, you know, of all, I, I'm always leery of saying, you know, of all time type of thing. Uh, but I, I certainly rank it up there uh, in the top ten. Okay. I mean, let's face it. It was uh, uh, Iowa ranked number three and Penn State ranked number four. You know, so. It don't get much uh, better than that. What's that? It doesn't get much better than that. Well, and what was it, 85 when Iowa beat uh, Michigan? Iowa was ranked number one. Michigan was ranked number two. And and, uh, Rob Houtland came through with that field goal there with, you know, just a couple of seconds left. That was, uh, you know, I kind of look at that maybe. Maybe that one's the, uh, you know, the number one. I put that at number one. I put this one at number two. But uh, Yeah, yeah, I, I can't argue with you on that. Okay, so let's skip over and talk about the Cyclones. They're coming off of a bye. They had kind of an up and down season, but it looked like uh, in the game against Iowa State, they really right it right the ship. Uh, they're on their road at Kansas State. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, when they beat Kansas, you know that was one of those games where, and in names, they were expected to win. All right, so Kansas State's going to be a lot tougher than Kansas. I don't know much about them other than I know they're they're better than Kansas. Uh, I think a lot of that all comes down to Brock Purdy and, and what kind of a game he has. You know, he's he's played uh, quarterback like you know like he's an all American and and uh, just looked really good. And we've seen him this this season uh, look where he he. You know, he wasn't uh, as productive as we would want him to be. So I think it all comes down to uh, Brock Purdy. And if he has a good game, I look for Iowa State to win. If he has a great game, which he's capable of, then then I think Iowa State uh, beats him uh, and beats him handily. So, but I, you know, that's Iowa State team currently – you know, they're kind of in the uh, formula that I mentioned at the beginning of the, the podcast, and that is Iowa State has, has won some games they weren't expected to win, 
and they've lost some games where, you know, you, you would have thought they would have come out on top. So, uh, you know, anything can happen. But but uh, I'm sure Hope and Iowa State uh, wins. And I, I said this before, when all the major colleges in Iowa do well, I'm, I'm really pleased by that. So if Iowa State, Iowa, UNI, and, and uh, Drake win, then we're all just happy as can be here in the Hawkeye State. What do you think? I think you're absolutely right, and nothing makes me happier when all the Iowa teams win. I'm and, with uh, you. Uh, so uh, I want to tell you uh, the podcast had the best week ever. More than, Holy cow. More than doubled our highest uh, uh, ratings for the week, for the whole week. Uh, had some really good uh, high-rated shows. Uh, and we're uh, approaching 400 listeners, and uh, we're just gaining little towns all around. People internationally are starting to listen. We got listeners in Poland and Brazil, in Australia, and uh, all about that for diversity, right? And we, we tripled our this listenership is a year in year of diversity, and we are accomplishing that. We tripled our listeners in Germany. Yavul. <laughs> yeah, yavul, yavukival. Uh, so uh, I'm every, tickled to hear you say that. Everything's going Our great. Friends in Poland and uh, Germany. Thanks for listening. And Brazil, you're you're big and in Brazil. Brazil. So uh, uh, I want to thank everybody. I've started a new new trend. I'm calling our listeners Pilch's people. Pilch's people. Yeah, you like that? I love it. Like it? I love it. <laughs> All right. So uh, this has been another episode. Anything you want to say before we wrap it up? Thanks for everybody uh, that listens. Okay. Uh, this is a We're hot... all going to go out for milk and cookies. Hot talk. Hawk and cyclone to, talk. Uh, accommodate our fans in Brazil, but we'll make it work. <laughs> milk and cookies to everybody. Uh, there you go. Hawk and cyclone talk. Uh, we're out. Thanks for listening. <laughs>